What's up, Carney? Oh, hello, Brad. What's going on, man? Nothing, nothing much. Nothing I'm just much. excited. I'm just, I'm just excited. We're back. Oh, episode we're back. two. We made it. We made it past we, episode one, and now we're on. To we did it. Two. We have a podcast, and it's happening. Yes. We want to firstly welcome everyone back to the Album Lounge. Thanks for coming back to join us. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Um, but if this isn't, thank you for listening to the first episode. Kanye and I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to be smashing through some more albums, including one today, which is a banger. Oh, my. This album oh. is very close to Kanye and I's heart. Um, as we're very familiar with this album. Yes, yes. Actually, I think this is the first album of this band I'd listened to because I had not heard like barely any songs yeah. before this album, I think. So any Green Day songs pre-American New. Wow. Okay. So unless like unless I had accidentally heard some of like the massive, massive ones, yeah. I knew like almost nothing. Okay. So like pre-American Idiot hits, do you think like you knew like stuff from Dookie or was it just like hits from American Idiot was the first stuff? No, I think it's a lot of like, there's like one on the album that's like pretty pinnacle oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. like everybody yeah. knew it. I think that that and maybe another one, but that was probably the only one I knew and I knew like nothing. Okay. And then of course we did the American Idiot musical. Bangers. Which is great. That was good fun. Which is great. Amazing show. Everybody did very good in that. Yes. Oh my. Including us. I think we but were like, great. Yeah. <laughs> but like we were in a meeting, in a meeting talking about it. And they were like, we need to, these are the people we're looking for. This is sort of the feel that we're getting. Everybody's talking about the show. And I had not, knew nothing about the show, had none <laughs> of the music. And I was barely following along. And I was like, I need to listen to these songs yeah. before I'm like way out of the loop. Yeah. And then I, fe- I properly fell in love with both the musical and the album as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but oh my. So was doing the musical last year the first time you'd properly heard Green Day? Yeah, I think so. Okay, wow. Because then I also spent the time like listening to the actual tracks. Yeah. And then I fell in love with Green Day and I, I loved that. Like I've got a bunch of albums like uh, on vinyl. I've got things like Dookie, Insomniac. Yeah. Um, American Idiot I've even got Revolution Radio And all my I've got to show you the photo So I could gloat I have saviors of Hey We need I was gonna (laughs) text you During the week I'm gonna be like Maybe we should do saviors But We're gonna get to it It's on like My list of albums to review But quickly How Fucking good is it It I haven't listened to it yet I haven't listened to it yet Oh my god I haven't listened yet I've heard only a few of the songs they released. I haven't even heard... I don't think I've heard all of the singles in, in their entirety yet. Yeah. But I haven't listened to the album yet. I reckon... I'm going too soon. I think I'm going to listen to it on vinyl, see if that yeah. can be my first yeah, yeah, listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got a... I've, I've been trying to get a bootleg of it. The, like, <laughs> the week leading up to the release. And then the day before, it finally leaked. And I couldn't help myself. Sorry, Green Day. I bought it on vinyl, so it makes up for it. Yeah. Um, oh. But it's it's so good. I reckon next next episode, Song of the Week, will be a song from that album, for sure. For oh. sure. I'm still, like, making my way, like, just trying to find out which ones I, like, really, really love. I had, like, a, a couple that, like, I fell in love with, and then when I really listened to the whole thing back to front, I was like, wow, there's just so many good tracks on it. People are calling it the best Green Day album since... American Idiot. The album that, that is we a are big call. Today. It's mean, a massive call. That's big, but 
also saying like a lot of the albums, they're not bad. And I haven't listened to a lot of them though. Yeah. Like a lot of my Green Day listening, um, I'm a bit, I'm not close. I'm a bit close. I haven't like fully expanded, yeah. but a lot of my listening stops at around Revolution Radio. Okay. So I'm in that sort of, I've gone back to like, you know, that you're going to Pascalera, that sort of like yeah, yeah. early, like, like, jet, like yeah, that. Yeah, stuff. That yeah. stuff. But I don't think I've gone much further than um, Revolution Radio, I feel. Yeah, there's not too much on Father of All. That's a terrible album. That is a, that's just a really bad album. I think one of the episodes we should do <laughs> is just like our top five worst what? albums we've ever listened to. <laughs> That, that would actually be difficult, but that would be in there. Like, top five albums of artists that we love. But that would be that like, Green Day album utter, for me. Utter, yeah. like, atrocities. But it's just, like, every Green Day album for me, like, Green Day for me, if the Beatles were, like, my favourite artist of all time, Green Day wouldn't be that far below. In high school and even, like, primary school, when I would catch the bus or the train to school, I was listening to... American Idiot, 21st Century Breakdown. Like, Damn. But then, like, like, I fell in love. There's there's a Green Day album called Shenanigans. Oh, yes, I do know which, Shenanigans. Yeah, which is, like, all these B-sides and, like, covers and all this stuff. And I, I adore that album. But stuff from Warning and... Um, Insomniac and Nimrod. Nimrod is oh Nimrod highly underrated album. Nimrod. I have is Nimrod fantastic. as well on vinyl. Yeah, it's absolutely oh. slaps. Oh my! So so Green Day for me as a band is really 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 high up there. Um, and you know especially with this album, I remember they did a documentary for the American Idiot musical Broadway Idiot. I remember the day after it'd been released, being in the car with my mum like trying to find an illegal copy of it and I found it and it had like it didn't have the last 20 minutes of it so I just watched like the first hour and whatever of it and I was just like this slaps uh, but obviously the album is it's it's high up there a lot of people consider it their best like I think it, it's definitely up there maybe some of the tracks for me now maybe I'm still too in like the zone of having just listen to these tracks actually it was kind of what a year ago now oh my ago. yeah um and th- this album does house a lot of their biggest hits um definitely but yeah this album is is it a masterpiece masterpiece is pretty big but maybe on uh, green day standards it, it probably could be it's pretty phenomenal i mean There's, through and through has like a properly done like concept album like like beginning to end like story yeah. to tell as well yeah i think it is there there are obviously i think there are stronger tracks than others um on this album but the story of this album sometimes still just blows my mind how it was they weren't even this album wasn't even a thing they were making this album called cigarettes and valentines and then someone stole the tapes how does someone steal the tapes? That drives me insane. Of an album. That and a band that became that big and Surely someone they have be- better took, security took them. Where were the tapes? Like, like I don't think did they had they finished the album by then? Apparently, it was like pretty close. So if it's not finished, where are the tapes where being are kept they? for them to be stolen? And like, how could they not find them? Like, who could have possibly? have access to them that could steal them and then 
not find out who it was. But I feel like at that point they probably would have been like, eh, they're gone. We'll start again. And they started again, and then they made this album. Um, which I think turned out pretty damn good. Yeah, what an alternate universe that would be. Yeah, could you imagine them. if like they never made American Idiot and they just made Cigarettes and Valentines? They released that song, though, on the Awesome as Fuck live album, Cigarettes and Valentines, and that song does slap. It's pretty And good. they do have Favourite Son, which was released on the That's right. Japanese version of yeah. American Idiot because it was also on yeah. Cigarettes and Valentines and then got stolen. <sighs> well, there you go, folks. Be careful with your album masters. Don't let anyone steal them. <laughs> if you're a three-piece band looking to make the album of your career, don't... don't Lock li- them up somewhere. <laughs> lock your Mac computer. Lock your Pro Tools files. Be wary of who you, of who you hire to mix and master your recordings. Oh, man. All right. Shall we get into it? I think so. Let's do it. This okay. album destroys from the get-go. Yeah, it's it's pretty banging. All right, folks, you know you know the go. We'll rank each track out of five, and we'll try and be harsh as possible. Um, and then we'll find our top three each at the end. And then is the album unskippable? I don't know. It's it's go- This is close. Please believe me, I knew wasn't going to be unskippable. <laughs> but for me, I, when I went into it, listening to it again, I was like, I need to go in it with an open mind and just listen to it for the tracks that they are and not think about previous experiences with the album and just go straight into it. And you can't get much better than the opening track. Track number one, American Idiot. As much as it is incredibly popular and played a lot, I don't think it's overrated. I think it gets as much praise as it deserves. I think it does. For me, it's overplayed. Okay, it is. It is a it, bit. It, it is, is a bit overplayed. Like, it's it's hard when like I try and compare it to like I have to like compare it to like the album. Like I just have to take it for what it is as a single song and not compare it to like oh, but there's so many better songs like Fry Green Day. But I just have to take it as it is but then my thing was comparing it to other songs on the album there are better songs on the album than American Idiot for oh, sure okay, hands that's down fair. That there's fair. so many better songs okay, okay. on American Valid. Idiot um, than the opening track but like just from the opening riff like they're on it it's, I mean, it's just, iconic the vocals yeah. are great and the open I'm sorry what screams like that classic punk like hard hitting, like fast feel. Yeah. Then those open hits on the guitar. Yeah, it just from the from the first second you just know that it's Green Day. It just has the distinct Green Day features of like Billy Joe's power chords, Mike Dern's just ripping bass, and Trey Cool, the secret source. His drumming on this album in total is just fucking incredible it's ins- i mean they're all insane and doing insane things across this whole album and i'm just surprised to be honest yeah i just love billy joe's writing in general i think 
you know, at times, maybe maybe not on this album, but some other Green Day songs, yeah, lyrics can be corny at times. And sometimes he might, you know, just finish a song and leave it and where it could be better, but his melodies and stuff oh. are top-notch. And have you seen they, they, they do update American Idiot? Out of all the songs they do, they update American Idiot? Yeah. Like at recent, very recent concerts for oh, their yeah. tour, they changed it to... um. The MAGA agenda Yeah, I'm not part of a MAGA agenda And then everybody was singing along And then everybody comments on a video yeah. And all these comments were like Oh, so you're a commie now oh. And I was like What What, 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 what change very, that? Obviously it's a very politically charged album But Green Day have always been very political Somebody in the comments was literally like Why do you have to Why, does, why do you have to make it about politics? I'm like, do you know what Punk as a genre is is for. Have you listened to Green Day before? Like, and listen to the rest, songs? the rest of the song. And it's like, okay, this is called American Idiot. I really don't think Billy Joe Armstrong is thinking about. Hmm, I wonder if this is gonna piss people off. He'll write what he writes. Now, looking at my ranking. I think I might have needed to put this high, but I gave it a 3.5 Damn, out of 5. This is shocking. I understand what you meant when you said there are like, in terms of it on the album, but I can't get over it. I think it's a perfect opener and I think it rips. So I gave it a solid five. Damn. Listening to it, I was like, out of all the songs, Ooh. I was like, this just slaps. So it's a solid, okay. it's a solid five opener. Okay. All right. That's fair. I, I respect that. I respect that. It is so iconic. And maybe it deserves a little bit higher, but for me, 3.5 for Carney. It's a solid five. Whereas the next track on this album is my favorite Green Day song of all time. Really? Yeah, it is unbeatable. It's I think just, it slaps. I think it slaps. Every single distinct part is just a perfect little I song in its own. I don't think so. Oh, no. Yeah, I all hate right, Which part? I hate to be rude. Every part is good. I love the opening. Like, it's like classic. That's iconic. Yeah. I don't care, especially with all the slides down and yeah. the the three, four, six, eight bit. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. that destroys. You know, everyone. So for the breakdown, oh, everything. Yeah. I love. I love when he does that live, um, man. Destroys. Um, what's the one? I was thinking that I wasn't going to like when we came back to, um, what's the one after, what's the one after I don't care? Dearly Beloved. Dearly Beloved. Dearly Beloved destroyed when I was listening and I was like, yeah. this is good. And the fin- in the finale of the song, um, that the- piano um, breakdown right before the very end is my favorite part of the whole song. I think it is just like to go like to have had like eight minutes of just this pure full rock punk like guitars and everything like it obviously ebbs and flows and goes up and down but to like just come just to strip it all away just have Billy and that piano and the swell at the end to just like explode again for the last like 20 seconds. It's just a perfect end. The one problem I have Mm -hmm. and this might also be Riding in from doing the musical and my perception of the songs after that. But listening yeah. to it, City of the Damned, the verses for City of the Damned are just slightly, I'm just like, uh, I just slightly, just slightly, I'm like almost perfect. But sometimes I'm like, okay, 
it, it drags uh, a bit in that moment for me personally. That's fair. Yeah, for me, I'm just like, every time I hear the song, every part... Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe there is some better parts than others, but I think every part makes it what it is. And live, when they... Especially on the Bullet in a Bible live album, they do it, they push the speed a little bit. And it's oh, that's just, insane. just rocks. To push the speed in this? Yeah, it rocks. And, like, again, like, Trakel's fills, um, especially coming towards the end of the first section, it just rips. And, oh, and his fills at the very end of the song, those fast triplets, man, he's on fire. Trakel is Green Day's secret weapon. I'll say it now, I'll say it again. Um, his drumming is actually insane. Like, he's, like... Very underrated drummer. I was... They did a Howard Stern interview the other day and he asked him, like, what Traco's favourite drummers was and he said Ringo first and then he was, like, John Bonham from Led Zeppelin and um, a lot of, like, classic rock drummers. So you can see where his influences come from, but it doesn't... You wouldn't listen to this and think Ringo. <laughs> but I love that... I love that he like he might with his respect to Ringo. It's, Ringo's not flashy, but he obviously plays to the song. And I think that's what Trey does too. It's never too much. His feels are always like where they need to be. It's not like he's smashing them out like all over the song. They're where they need to be. Five out of five. Jesus of suburbia. Uh, I'm close. Four and a half. Four and a half. Okay, I will take that. I, I didn't bother down. It's still amazing, but. That one bit, I was like looking at each song and putting them all together inside the one song. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I'd give all of them a five out of five in turn. So That's fair. I had to be bumped down a small amount. So song three, this was a single. I'm sure I'm like, someone can tell me afterwards, Holiday. I'm sure I remember on the bus in primary school, I would be one of those really annoying kids that would be like, this is when, like, not everyone had iPhones now. Like, everyone has a smartphone now. And I had, like, this shitty flip phone. And I'd be like that kid that'd be like, can I play your phone? Like, I was from... I was, like, from that time. And I remember being on someone's phone. I don't know who it was. And they had the single of Holiday on the, on their music. And I remember listening to it on the bus and, then like, this song just rocks. Holy hell. I, th- I don't think... Again, this song is overplayed, but I don't think it's... I think it deserves it. This song rocks. It rips. It rips. It rips. The riff. Um, again, like, Billy Joe's, like, just melodies in the chorus. Like, they're, like, so good. The, the, the chord progression as well. Like, to, to think of, the, like, the riff that they play. That is the song. Like, as soon as you hear, like, the first few seconds of that riff... You know, especially in the breakdown when they have that breakdown in the middle, oh, it goes to drums and bass. bass. Mm. Really oh, nice. Oh my! Really, really nice. Um, what else is there to say? It's just a really rocking. It's just a rocking song, yeah. and it's short as well. It's one of the shorter ones, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it does. Yeah, it doesn't overstay its welcome. And again, just Billy's writing is on fire. I think it's. I think it's one of the so- strongest songs on the album. 
Um, it would be in the overplayed list again for me, but it's definitely no, but still, strong. It's still, still so strong. A lot of the overplayed songs on this one, they deserve I think I deserve to be. Except one is overplayed too much. Okay. I'm, I'm interested. I feel like I know which one it's going to be, but I'll wait till we get there. Um, 4.5. I give it a 4. 4? Okay. give it a 4. Solid 4. Boulevard of Broken Dreams. And here it is. And here is Most, Mr. Overplayed. Yeah. Hands down. Don't get me wrong. Like, this was probably in the top 10, like, first songs I ever learnt to play on guitar. <laughs> um, thank you, Capo One, E minor, G, D, A. Let's go. Um... And it's not that this song isn't, like, it deserves to be overplayed again, but, like, if any radio station will play a Green Day song on the radio, it's this song, for sure. I just, it's a great song. I just feel like the fact that it's been played so much, like, is ruined. Like, if it wasn't played so much, I'd call this an underrated hit on this album. Yeah, because a lot of okay. them, a lot of them, like hit hard and are fast and like heavy, and this one is slow. But then the ending, the oh, ending, the very much the best like bit. that. I want you. She's so heavy, like yes. breakdown level, no singing, just ripping on this brilliant chord progression and cutting it off. I love when songs cut it off da, just da, before, da, da, da. just before they resolve back, and I go insane. But. I don't know how much I agree with my rating now that I think about it, but the rest of the song I think is just overplayed, so it's a tad bit ruined for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so... It is, like... If you take the overplayed aspect out of it, it is it deserves to be... I think... I'm trying to think of, like, the singles, because, like, so many of these songs on this album could have been singles. I'll have to... I think it was, because it has its own... It's also got its own music video. Yeah. Not a lot I'm of them sure, have their I'm own sure music videos. Was. I think, I think it might be this, um, this American Idiot and possibly Holiday. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. It probably is. You're probably right. Um, <clears throat> but it deserved to be a single on the album. It's a standout track. Um, and for someone that maybe isn't or maybe hadn't heard much Green Day before, this was the perfect like, track to kind of bring a new audience in, I feel. Um, despite its overplayedness, I still gave it a four. I gave it a... I might give it a four in hindsight if I listen to it again, but I gave it a three and a half. Three and a half. I okay. gave it a three and a half at the end of the day. Bangers. Shall we move on? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll go to this one. Tell me about this song, Carney. Tell me your feelings. Are we the wedding? I think I can wait for this song. I think I think I think I can. I, I, I knew, I don't know why, <laughs> I just knew that I would get to it and I just knew you wouldn't rank it highly, whereas I absolutely love this song. Really? Yeah. I just think, again, so simple and, but again, Billy's vocals and melodies in this song, rip. And like live, so good. Um, I honestly... Uh, the chorus is like Mike Dirt's usual like army style military backing vocals and stuff like that i like wish there was more verses less choruses especially at the end i like that's my one gripe that's my one gripe i think the the lyrics are very beautiful and it's very nice but it's just 
It's not too simple because punk is all about simplicity and there's some very good, simple songs on this album, especially slow ones. There's some very nice slow ones that do better, I think. Mm -hmm. But the chorus is just... Like, every time I listen to it, it just drags. And I also think I might be slightly affected by doing the American Idiot musical and singing it. Because singing it, I will say, it drags more. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I slightly disagree with you when I seen you say live. I think it's better in the track. Okay. Because, because there's the singing and the nice ambience of all the, of all the moments in comparison to doing it and hearing it live. Yeah. It just it feels like it drags a lot more. Especially because of the song it transitions into as well. <laughs> that's which, a slow song. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think the song is good It just drags for me a lot of the time yeah, it just, see, It's just a bit uh, Yeah, well, see when I saw them live And they did it, it was much faster oh, okay. Maybe it's a speed thing Maybe it does need to be a few BPM quicker Maybe so, um, especially the repeating chorus at the end When yeah, they don't go back yeah, to the yeah. verse Yeah um, yeah, the repeated chorus is the end does get a bit slow. I gave it, I gave it a four point five because I love the verses so much. I, I might have ranked it too harshly here, but I did give it a three. Three. I did wow. give it a three. It's just because, especially in comparison to the song that comes afterwards, it yeah. just it doesn't. And the rest of the album, it just doesn't compare. It might honestly be my least favorite. Wow, there it you might go. be my least favorite on American Idiot. Yeah, there you go. That's a big call. I'm still a lover of it, but I think even more I love the song that it goes into. How can you not love this song? This is perfect. What annoys me about it is I can never just play the song because you have to either find the middle of the track because they're connected in American Idiot. Oh, yes, on Spotify. So you find the middle of the track because Are We The Waiting Chair at the beginning because they bleed into each other. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I just have to deal with Are We The Waiting. But this song, every time, destroys beginning to end. It, it just has Billy's signature writing all over it. It really does. Like, even when he does it live, you can see how much he loves this song. And, they do, and they've done it live consecutively since the album came out. I don't think there's a tour where they haven't done it. Because it, 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 it destroys. It gives me very much... Um, oh... What's the song? Know Your Enemy. It is very... Yeah. Know Your Enemy-esque in, like, he really gets into it and he's really, like, shouting and singing and he sings hard and yeah. all the bits are lovely. And again, like, when they when they did this live, they pushed the speed on it. Like... Because he can. Is, yeah, he's just unbeatable on this song. Like, he's so tight in the pocket on this beat and it's so fast. But it's just so cool. When I listened to the track, I was like, it's slower than I remembered it being. Which yeah. I thought was strange. Okay. But maybe when we did it, I probably pushed the speed. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, we were we were rocking. We were like smash through this. Unlike when we did Please Please Me and some of the slower, like slower on the studio track ruined it for me. It's still amazing. Like everything is perfect with I think in this in this I had no more words. I think it's yeah. just like... Yeah. I couldn't... Again, I was like, it's one of these songs, like, what are its flaws? But I couldn't find any. Exactly. So I had to give it a five. It's a five. It's, it's a, a five, solid yeah. five. I think it's one of the strongest songs on this album. Oh, hands um, down. It's, it's really, really something just magical. And again, it's just grade A, Green Day writing. And 
all three of them really just shine in their own respective roles throughout the song. It's I so hear good. it and I can't. I can't not sing along. I actually can't not sing along. Yeah, it's so good. Track number seven. We're halfway now. Let's oh, go. Oh, yeah. Give me Novocaine. Oh. How do you feel? This song, I was thinking, I was like, do I enjoy this song as much? Going before I'd listened to it, I was like, do I enjoy this song as much? But the acoustic flipping to the hard, like, yeah. choruses and the breakdown and the solo. Mm. I forgot to mention this when we did this earlier. The solos on all these songs uh, yeah. are so, like, perfect for the songs. I think when they were making it, when you watch Heart Like a Hand Grenade, the documentary that they made about it, Billy's doing, like, all of them. Like, because they obviously have, like, the three, two, three Jasons that, like, tour, that have toured with them and were touring with them from this tour. Um, but he he's doing most of them. So Billy's guitar playing is really on show for this album. It's really good. He, like, he, like, properly rocks. Yeah. And all the, like, every song, especially on... I like this one. All of the solos are simplistic, but they fit the songs very well and match the melodies. It's like this, like the guitar singing yeah. out. It's very, I think this song, I love it. And the lyrics on this one, the lyrics yeah. and the melody are just, I think, very poetic. I, it's just, I think it's just very good. I think, yeah, especially on this album, Billy's lyrics are, are really strong, especially on a track like this. Um, but again, yeah, that, that combination between going from like the acoustic guitar and the drummer's beat, and then it just rips into the chorus and stuff like that. It's just so good. It's really, really good. I gave it a four. I gave it a four as well. Nice. Look at us. We oh. see we can agree sometimes. We can. I'm curious to see what you think about this next song, though. Come on. <laughs> what do you mean? What, you love it or you meh? What are your thoughts? It's fine. It's fine. Okay, no, go on. Go on. <laughs> Again, compared to the rest of the album, there's so many better songs on the album than She's a Rebel. The, um, would you call it the chorus? The, um, would know the lyrics. Not the, damn it, she's a rebel. She sings a revolution. Again, that melody and those chords just flow so nicely. But I just... I know, the verses for me just get a bit... Uh, what? It's fine. Like, again, like, it's so Billy, but just for that bit, for the other part alone, what we'll call it the chorus, I'd say. Um, that part I absolutely love. It just flows so nicely. And it does go nicely back into the verses as well, I would say. What about you? I love it when I was listening to it. Firstly, the transition from Novocaine... She's a rebel is like so perfectly timed, and the transition, like immediately the tempo change and the drum, the whole feel, but it it just works. We should make a point to say that like pretty much all of the transitions on this album are pretty much flawless. You can tell that they really put time and effort into like how is this song going to go from one to the other, and they really cared about the final product, not just it being a an individual song because it's more it's really something that you know they thought this needs to be listened to from start to finish and so it works it, so it works. well it really does it flows so nicely but um, I I just love it I think it's just like it's not like crazy thoughtful or thing but I think it's like it's like yeah. jaunty it's fun and it's like upbeat 
and I really and the verses of the verses are fun and the the middle late or whatever you want to call it yeah works very well and I think it's very nice but I just find I just find it fun out of all the songs especially after Novocaine I just really enjoy it yeah I don't know I might have read it a bit too high but I still I still really like it what'd you give it I gave it a four and a half four and a half I gave it three and a half because oh. <laughs> I feel like when you come towards the end of the album for me there's a lot of really high rankings on those songs towards the end of the album true so true. again it was just like I don't know if you're gonna like some of the some of the ratings I've I got. get nervous when it comes to the end of this album some of these songs I've ranked them like some of these are like my favorite Green Day songs again and we'll see how you line up with them as well um, let's see how what you think track number nine extraordinary girl it's great it sometimes I could do without it okay why is that? Do you like? I, is there parts that you don't? No, 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 no. Oh, the whole like, song, the whole song, the whole song's good. But like, out of all of the songs, okay, it's just again, like yeah. it's definitely like a middle fielder. If you if you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean the intro though. I love the intro. Oh yeah, yeah. The intro with that the muffled sort of the like instruments tabla, and everything, like Indian mm. instrument or something like that. It and then it jumps like right it. in with the that snare hit. Great riff. It really reminds me of like the Rolling Stones Paint It Black, that riff. Yes! I, I've never thought about that. Yeah. Oh my. I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, wow. And like, especially with like the Indian instruments at the start and stuff like that, it's almost like they want it to sound like a sitar type thing. You know what I mean? Like it's very, I feel like it's very influenced by Paint It Black. Um, again, like it's just not that it's a bad song. It's just another great Green Day song in American Idiot. I just think there's better. <laughs> Uh, but as I agree, a song on I its agree. own, I still think it's very strong. Like as a song, like on its own, if you don't, if you're not, if you take it away from the album, it's still a really strong Green Day song. I would say. How about you? I know I have to. I have to fully agree with what you're saying. Like as a as a as a Green Day song, I think it just rocks very well, and in the album, it works very well, and all the sections are just very nice sounding. I just think there are worse and there are better songs on yeah. this album, in Agreed. my opinion. Um, I I kept it. With She's a Rebel at 3.5. I think I've also given it a three and a half, yes. Yeah, you gave it three and a half? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Again, look at us. We're, we're being pretty similar with this. We're matching. I love it. I love it. All right. We're coming towards the last few. How about we go to track number 10, Letter Bomb? Oh, I wish I'd given it... Oh. I might give it higher, but I, I, I'm going to stick my ground right now. Yeah. But this song. It just rips. Oh. It just destroys. <laughs> Nothing stands in its way. It just oh. smashes Every through. single time. I fell in love with this song, especially because some of the others are more overplayed. Yeah. I think this one definitely, because of the others being overplayed, this one sneaks in and it rips. Yeah. Like I was... I I. Especially when we did the musical. I keep referencing the musical a lot. Yeah, yeah. But especially when we did the musical, like this was one of my favourites out of the, the yeah. whole time. Because it's just, it's just great. Yeah, it's, it's pretty relentless. Like for me, it was the hardest to play in the show. Because like just... every instrument like rips in strong. Yeah, yeah. the playing, Trey's drums, I think on this song are the best on the album. I think like... His constant speed and agility and aggression, <laughs> and like it's just, it's per- it's just really like perfect tray cool drums. Um, 
they well, I go back to that um, Howard Stern interview I was mentioning that they did what a week or two ago um, and they did Letterbomb and they were saying how like compared to some of the other songs on the album you know this is a deeper track um, but they were saying how much they love it and it, and it really is really yeah they Green Day really love this song and again they've been doing it live lately um, and I can see why live it just again it really tears apart um and you know, as soon as you hear those that E octave on Billy's guitar at the start, you just know oh. it's like that intro, that intro, and then everybody joins, everybody joins in. I knocked the speaker. I knocked the speaker. My elbow hurts now. Are you okay? I don't know. Where's the album lounge? Like doctor, nurse, something like that. Where's the album lounge therapy session? We'll get there. <laughs> no, but I love it. The intro and like all the instruments come together and it just, I melt when I hear this. It's amazing. Um, I didn't give it a five. I gave it a four. I gave it a four and a half. Four and a half. Because when this song, when this next song comes up. Oh, uh, I mean. Is this like the Green Day song? Like uh, it's pretty pretty like how do we say something that hasn't already been said this track number 11 wake me up when september ends again this is and this is another one that they would like radio stations would play pretty heavy but this this song for me isn't overplayed it probably is but for me when i hear it i'm just like i will still listen to it i came back to it and i was like this i don't know why i've listened to this more it still slaps i thought uh maybe it's a bit overplayed maybe i won't like it as much Beginning to end is, yeah, amazing, and that's it's what I was saying. So powerful! It's a real. It's probably the most powerful song on the album, and maybe isn't Green Day's most powerful song? Like the lyrics are so personal for Billy, writing about his upbringing and um, his father and stuff like that. Like it's pretty deep stuff. It hits hard, and it's yeah. very personal. And that's what I was talking about before in comparison to like, are we the waiting? Like, as a slow and simple song with, like, barely that many chords, and, but it's got a beautiful melody. The guitar part is written perfectly, and it's so yeah. iconic. Yeah. I think that this is, like, the perfect, like, encapsulation of, like, Green Day's, like, light and shade. Yeah, that's right. right. Again, like, you've got those acoustic guitar breaks and drums and stuff like that, and then, you know, you'll hit straight back into the sorted guitar with the chorus, and then it'll go straight back. Like, you know, you've got this ebb and flow back and forth. Um, of these dynamics and stuff like that. And again, it just flows so nicely. It really does. Um, again, this is another song that I was looking at and I just like, I didn't, I didn't know how else to, like, what is its flaws? I, I don't think, I don't it, think has it has any. any. I, so I had to give it a five. It's a five. It is yeah. a strong five. And yeah, it's really Billy Joe at his absolute best. I think it's a magical song. And especially when Billy writes about personal stuff, you really you really get an insight into the man behind the lyrics and stuff like that. And I think that's extra special. Number 12, Homecoming, Jesus of Suburbia Part 2. Um, take me through your thoughts of <clears throat> Homecoming, Carney. <clears throat> when ranking this, I did give it a lot of thought in comparison to Jesus of Suburbia. Yeah. I think it rocks not as much. I don't think it rocks as much as Jesus of Suburbia, especially the middle bits. I love the middle bits, but some of the sections, 
written by the other band as well. Aww. Not to diss them because they're good. Who are you calling out now? I think. Better not be Trey Cool. I don't think it's Trey Cool. I think it's it, Mike. I think it actually it's is Mike Dern. It's, Mike. it's that part. Yeah. You know, if Nobody they'd, if they'd cut, you. if that bit wasn't there, this would be a five. <laughs> it would me. It would be such a good, it's just that bit. And I got used to, I will say, you know, call me whatever you want. Listening to the American Idiot musical, they sing it very softly. Yeah. And then I listen to this and Mike Dern. Yeah, it's like that marching And Mike Dern vibe, is yeah. like do that marching like high shout. And I just don't think it works oh, wow, in this okay. bit. Yeah. It's just, I'm um, not to, I think it sounds great, but uh, that's the one bit where I'm like, it's a tad bit too pu- punk whiny for me to be like, okay, I enjoy it as much. The rest of it, like the Especially beginning, the, next the section, beginning, though. the first section. Oh yeah. My heart is beating from. Yeah. Perfect intro. And. Section, oh, this is so hard with how long these songs are. Section yeah, four. So many sections. Section four when they're like, nah, 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 walking down the street. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I love that bit. And I especially love the, ooh, is, yeah. my, is my. Is that good count as like, coming, I'm coming home? Is that, is that, is that the. No, I think I'm coming is home that, is the fifth that's, one. That's the fifth one. Okay. Yeah, there's so many. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I don't know the names of these this one's sections as much as. Whereas, like, let's let's give a shout out to a man who I've been talking about a lot. One drummer to another, Mr. Trey Cool, <laughs> making another vocal appearance. Rock and roll girlfriend. Perfect just, vocal it appearance. This is so perfect for Trey. I'm like, this is just perfect. It's so him. funny. It's, it's amazing. So good. It's amazing. I know Billy was quite um, influenced by the Who's A Quick One While He's Away, that um, the song from the 60s where it's like the Who's first attempted like this kind of rock opera, which Billy was really inspired by for a lot of these medleys and stuff like that. And, you know, in that song, you know, like um, Pete Townsend has his own part and Keith Moon has his own part and stuff like that and they're all singing and they're all doing all these parts and stuff like that I can see his influences from that song to this song you know to the fact that like both of them are in A and stuff like that and they've covered A Quick One While He's Away before really? So, yes it was I think I might be wrong I swear it's a bonus track on one of the American Idiot releases. Maybe. I'm we'll sure. Look, one we'll of like the deluxe it. versions of something, I'm sure that I saw that it was this version of a quick one while he's away because I'm sure they did it in the either it was either these sessions or the 21st century breakdown sessions. I'll have to check, but it's definitely one of the two. Um, but again, like it's it doesn't hit as hard as Jesus of Suburbia for me, but it's still it's not only just below it. I would say. Um, so I gave it a 4.5. I gave it a three and a half. Damn. Yeah, I know. Harsh. I know. It's only because I gave De Suburbia a four and a half and I was looking in comparison to the other songs. Yeah. And it's still great. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just I think there's a, a few more songs that I like more okay. than Homecoming, Fair especially enough. with some of the sections I don't like. I think it just comes down to that. There's some bits. Yeah. I'm like, uh, you know. There you go. And here we are already. Wow. What's a name? Once again, I've said it for the last album we did, and I'll say it again. Perfect opener, perfect closer. Perfect closer. 
I think this song is still like I think it's underrated. I think it should be considered as summer's one of Green Day's best songs. Period. I really do. I think again, this song is just it's flawless. I couldn't I couldn't fault it. It's just like you know from that drop D riff going straight into it. It's simple. It doesn't need any big flashy chord changes or like it's a really quite sustained melody that Billy pretty much keeps it throughout the whole song and you know again those really big build-ups and stuff like that going into the later part of the song and stuff like that it's just typical perfect Green Day. The chord progression in the harmonies as well oh, works yeah. so well and the lyrics of this song like when I yeah. first listened to this song on this album especially in the place I was as like a person yeah like I spread like this song like hit yeah, it's hard. And it just hard, and it just yeah. the the lyrics just like work so well, I feel. Yeah. And it's just it feels very personal. And I love in the Broadway Idiot, in the Broadway Idiot documentary, when the director or musical director is talking to Billy Joe about like his regrets and he said he'd wished he'd given what's her name an actual name. An actual name, yeah. Yeah. And again I remember seeing that um, Heart Like a Hand Grenade doco when they're, you know, they're obviously filming in the recording sessions for the album, stuff like that. And Billy's like, I remember Mike's doing the bass. And I think it's like, I think, I think it might have been like some of the very last, like, actual recording and tracking of the album. Billy's just got like his hands in his, like, in his head and he's like crying and stuff like that. Like, it's super emotional. It's an emotional ass song. And like, I think- it cuts deep. It's just, it just, I think it just works well, especially with this and um, Waking Me Up When September Ends. It's just very like, like Billy Joe is really opening up on this and I think it shows very well and yeah. it works very well, especially for a song that goes so hard and it's so depressing yet strong, yet hopeful, yet hard-hitting, yet sad. Yeah. I think above all, it's just the message of the song because I feel like people rock out to it, but listening, it's just like... Yeah. There's more to it than just another Green Day song. It's it's deeper than that, I think. Um, so, what did you give it? It's got to be a solid five. Yeah. It's got to be a strong five. I think it's a perfect closer for the album. I think it's lovely. I have a, I just have a deep connection listening to it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I gave it a five. And I, again, I really like what you said, how, you know, perfect opener, perfect closer, especially for this album. It gives the listener, like, exactly what it needs to to end it on um nothing like huge or anything like that it just goes straight back to that riff and it's just drums guitar and bass and it just ends on drop d that's what i love you wouldn't you wouldn't expect it because all the songs are so hard hitting which is what i love about the album so much that it goes on this massive ride especially with like highs like saint jimmy and then opening of american idiot and the song just before Homecoming is this massive, ends with this massive, like, march and crazy yeah. thing. And you it would comes think down. that would close the album, but then they bring it just straight back down. You'd think it'd be, like, a massive, hard-hitting punk song. And it just comes down, and then it ends on such a, like, a point where it's just like, oh. And it just, it, it makes you almost reflect, almost. And it's such good, but it's so, yeah. like, perfect. I will say, though, I did mention playing this with some bandmates, and the drummer I work with said, these drums sound boring. Nah. Again, <laughs> I disagree, Carney's drummer friend. Um, I think it serves the song. And I think, again, going back to it, Trey Cool is the king of 
serving the song. Just like Ringo is with the Beatles, I think Green Day, um, Trey is very similar with that with Green Day. He puts feels where it needs to be. He doesn't go overboard or anything like that. He plays what needs to be played. And obviously Billy Joe's lyrics and melodies and guitar work and all of them are so strong, but I really think Trey's drumming on this album really just gives it that extra level of perfection, really. Oh, of course. Um, and there you go. That's the 13 whole songs. album. Obviously a few that join together, but 13 individual tracks. Um, now, the ranking, album ranking as a whole... Do you want to go first? I gave it a nine. Me too. Yeah. Oh, so that's two albums that we've ranked the exactly same, the same. Ex- same album ranking. So my top three ended up being Jesus of Suburbia. Um, it was Wake Me Up When September Ends and What's the Name. That was my three. Like they were my three fives. I've got four fives. Oh, but yeah. most of them are exactly the same. I've got American Idiot. I've got oh, Saint yes, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, of course, Saint Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, I gave that. A I've five got as Saint well. Jimmy. I've got Wake Me Up When September Ends, and I've got What's the Name yeah, as my tops similar. for this album because, like, the highs in this album are very strong. Yeah, but in my opinion, here we go. Here we go. I think it's skippable. I don't think this is an unskippable album. It's really purely. I think because of Are We The Wedding, in my personal opinion, is one of, I might have to think about it more, but it might be one of the only skips I would say is on this album. It's really hard for me when I listened to it all the way through. I didn't like stop to write like notes or anything like that. I just listened. And it does, I think it is stronger as a complete piece than its individual elements. I think it hits harder as a collective rather than, yeah, it's individual songs. So it was really hard for me to come up with an answer because you're right. I think Are We The Waiting or like, I I love Are We The Waiting probably more than you, Uh, but like, you know, like She's a Rebel Extraordinary Girl, like maybe they're not as strong tracks as the others and it's still difficult. I'm still trying to like... I'm like, am I going to change my answer on the spot? Because a lot of albums need to be listened in full. That's right. But listening to an album in full for the full experience and having moments that are skippable, I still think is a possibility. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. I put it as it's not like it's, um, it's not unskippable. There are skips in it, I think. Um, but... However, I still think that it's very close. I, I could say it's unskippable. I really could. But I think I'm going to stick with my gut and say that no. I think there are skips. If the song, if She's a Rebel or Extraordinary Girl or something came up on my phone, maybe I would skip it. Um, but I think if you haven't heard this album, which I don't know if many people who listen to this probably haven't heard this album, <laughs> um, I really think it's stronger together then you have apart. to you have to listen the to album needs to be listened to as a collective and i think that's what they wanted i think green day wanted this album to be heard collectively as a whole piece rather than its separate parts what do you think 
No, I have to fully agree. It's one of those definitely like a concept album, like a journey through that you have to take, especially with all the bleed throughs that they have. That's right. A lot of the tracks bleed into each other very purposefully, especially things like Novocaine into She's a Rebel, where the song changes like that in yeah. a second, in truly a you second. You would lose those bits listening to it on Spotify and stuff like that, but I like how they, they keep them together. It's like it's meant to be two songs in the one track. Like they haven't split them up or anything like that. They're you let you're meant to listen to them go into one another, which I really like. Yeah, and it's just it's obviously one of Green Day's strongest albums they've released. Oh, and hands it deserves down. to be up there, and it's it's it deserves the nine out of ten. I really does. 100%. I think it's really good. There you what go. A great album. That what a great album. Deserves to be episode two on the the album lounge, I think. Hands down. Let's let's get away from American Idiot. Carney, what's your song of the episode, mate? It won't be surprised people know me personally, but it's gotta be a Theo Katzman song. Rocking from his album Modern Johnny Sings Songs in the Age of Vibe, mm-hmm. and it's called Lily of Casablanca. Damn, it's a massive difference to Green Day. We're talking, it's, it's got this like neo funk sort of soul, almost jazzy, yeah, sort of pop indie feel. And I love it personally, I think it's great. You should definitely listen to it. That's it's so cool. Song. That's really what if you hit me, hit me with it, Brad? What do you got for me um, today? This week's song of the episode, um, during the week I went and saw um, the new IMAX screening of Queen's Rock Montreal. Oh, yes, you did. I did see that. I did see and, that. And it was pretty incredible. Like, it was magic seeing Freddie Mercury, like, so close and it was so clear. And the mix was just spectacular. Um, for those who have seen it, obviously, they know how good Queen at Rock Montreal is. Go listen to it if you haven't heard it or the album's on Spotify. Um, but for me, they were touring an album called The Game at that time. The concert was in 1981. 81, I'm going to say. Um, which um, has like crazy little thing called Love and like big hits and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And they just released another one, Bites the Dust. So they were really like on top of their game. Um but the song that I've picked is a slower, more like ballady, still rocks Queen song from that album called Save Me. Oh. Um, and in the Rock Montreal, it's like Brian May's on the piano and he and Freddie just have this amazing moment together. Um, and like, that's the thing with this concert as well. I was like, it's literally just the four of them, but it sounds so full and just really like, grade a queen writing that's amazing um, so yeah save me queen 1981 oh, from the game damn um, the original or rock montreal version um but i've picked the original for this episode definitely check it out we'll need to do a queen album soon we have to we have to Some banging songs of the week there, Carney. Oh, my. And another banging album under our belt. Please, please be now American Idiot. What have we got to look forward to on our next episode? Our next episode. Oh, my. 
my favorite. I'm glad. I'm glad. We're definitely going to do more albums by this person later because now I've got my thoughts running. But we are coming with Michael Jackson's arguably one of the most famous Michael Jackson albums. We're hitting up Thriller. Thriller. Hitting up Thriller. I'm so excited. I'm Could this be so the nice. first unskippable album? It's going to be... Oh, it's very close. Ooh, let's the, see. We'll have to find out. We'll have to find out. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening again. Thank you for tuning in. If you feel so inclined and want to hit that five-star button on Spotify, it helps us out a lot. And, yeah, I think that wraps us up for this week. And we'll see you next week. I've been Brad. I've been Connie. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>